Every year, Victory has done these productions through a different perspective. This year, we chose to look at the perspective of the family tree that preceded Jesus. If you were to read the Gospels, you would start to see names before Mary and Joseph came along, before the angel appeared to Mary, telling her she would conceive and give birth to the Son of God. There's these names, and these names are like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, a name uh, Judah, and then Rahab, and Boaz, and Ruth, and Jesse, and David, and Solomon, Bathsheba, all these different names. And you might go, who are these names, and what do they have to do with the story of Jesus? That's what this year's Christmas production is about. But not just about that family, it's also about a group of high school students who are facing all kinds of pain and disappointment and drama and who's talking behind whose back and who's really got whose back and all the different high school issues we face. And why these high schoolers have to understand this Christmas story is really what this year's production is about. It's why we should all understand this story because sometimes we forget why we celebrate Christmas and why a baby who was born 2,000 years ago matters to us. What it matters to a fourth grader or a second grader or a high schooler or a college student or a grandparent or parent today. This is why we do these productions to remind all of us why Jesus came and what he came to do. So on behalf of the 240 cast and crew, it's our honor and privilege to present to you Victories, the Christmas Thread. My child, I've run out of time, but there's so much I wish I could say to you. I wanted nothing more my whole life than to sew you into the thread of heaven's plan and purpose for your life. You see, God weaves together the story of humanity with the lives of individuals like you and me, ordinary, common people who have the audacity to love Him. Every human life is a thread of his very own DNA. I've been working very hard during my last days on earth to ensure you're taken care of after I leave. The current season you're in has the two of us feeling distant, but if you follow the thread, you'll see everything I mean in a beautiful way.
Okay, okay, are we ready? Let's go over the plan one more time. Okay? Abraham, we already know the plan. Just get on with it, I'm too excited. Calm down, Judah. Yes, you may know it, but they don't. How else are they supposed to know what's about to happen? Aren't they in the future? Surely they know already. Let's just talk about the plan, review it together, and make sure we're on the same page. Yes, precisely. Angels, are you ready? Good. Now, marriage is heard from Gabriel. Yes, uh, did you guys hear me? I wasn't sure if I should say it like this. Favorite woman, the Lord is with you. Yeah, I, I'm glad you didn't say it like that because that was a little much. I'm sorry I didn't have a harp, David. You came in with the... Okay, Judah, please just chill out. Everybody stop interrupting him. Abraham, go over it one more time and tell us about this girl, Mary. Okay, okay, everyone. Gather around. Let's go over this one more time. Mary, the young lady Gabriel just spoke to is to become pregnant with Jesus, the Son of God. Hmm, okay. I think that might stir up some questions for her fiance, Joseph. David, surely you remember how people talk when a woman comes up pregnant? Yes, thank you for that reminder. 
Um, but I don't think we have much to worry about because Gabriel already told Joseph. Right, Gabriel? No, I didn't. Okay, I need everyone in the boardroom now. I need the heavenly host, yes, all of them. Ready! Thank you. I need the star, mere star. Thank you. I need you, Gabriel. Come here. And someone get Besora. I'm here, I'm here. Besora! Did I miss it? Ah, sorry. Excuse me, excuse me. Did you guys already start? So, so sorry. It's okay. Sit down. Abraham, my love, was just about to go over the assignments. Okay, can I start now? Please. All right. The seamstress is confirming all things will connect. Heavenly host, you're going to appear to the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest. Thank you. Star, you're going to appear to the wise men. Awesome, looking stellar today. Gabriel, you're going to wake Joseph up and tell him not to divorce Mary. Yes, sir. Yeah, watch those wings on the way out. I've got it all written down. Permission to send to the thread, sir. Just a moment. Stand by. Not a problem. Now, Basara, I have a couple of special assignments. I, this better not be another death assignment, Abraham. Abraham doesn't like me because I make jokes about his bosom. They all got cool jobs. I want a cool job. <laughs> Basara, you do have a cool job. You're assigned to the king's life while he's on earth. The king? Yeah. Really? Wait, why is he even going down to earth? That place is kind of the worst. Did you know everyone down there dies? Like, all of you will die? Okay, calm down there, Mr. Doom and Gloom. You see, this is why we have another assignment for you first. You're going to learn why he's going to earth. Why? Another assignment? Why can't I just learn it up here in the halls of heaven? Well, there is a hall involved, but it goes by another name. Ivy. Ivy Hall. Sounds poisonous. Well, it is high school. Okay. How do I even get there? Besora. Ivy Hall is a place 2,000 years into the future. Merely a drop of thread in the Eternal Father's eyes. Now listen, this assignment is from God. You'll see what I mean. Follow the thread! 
honey, honey, maybe you should try again. Okay, don't be yeah, too nice. Yeah, try it again, me, sweetheart. Though. All right, I got okay, it. Okay, just like we practiced. Don't. I know you're, what you're thinking. All right. Follow the thread. Ah, here we are, 2,000 years into the future. This is Ivy Hall, and this is Taylor. In a world where everyone seems to know their place, Taylor is trying to find her place to land. And you, Prisora, are going to help her find that place in the thread. I'm late. I'll be back after class. Nice. Okay, class. Settle up, get up here, straighten up. Let's get started. But before we start, is everyone here? Um, Taylor's late again, per usual. Only God knows what she'll be doing off in the middle of the day. She should get detention. Okay, okay, uh, let's get started. And listen, Noelle, since you two are so close, I'll have you fill her in when she gets here, okay? <laughs> I'll leave that to you, Mr. Meldon. Do I detect just a hint of animosity there? I thought you two were, like, friends. <laughs> Me and Taylor, friends? Yeah. You're joking, right? And no. besides, she's gross. I thought she was helping with your... You know what? Never mind. Let's get started here. Okay. As we know, our annual Christmas Eve concert is tomorrow night. We've been putting in lots of practice hours. So listen, tomorrow night, 6.30, the parents are going to get here. 7 o'clock, curtain's going to go up straight. Thank you. We're going to make them proud, right? Okay. But before we start our rehearsal, our final rehearsal, let's got a note here. It says, okay. Okay, Noel, you and Taylor are now going to be singing a duet called Mr. Malden, please come to the admin offices. Uh, wait, a duet? Why? And with her? Listen, we'll have to talk about this later. Could you do me a favor? Will you run the rehearsal for me while I'm gone? Of course, Mr. Malden. Thank you, Noel. Get that. Hey, Mr. Soundman, can you play my track now, please? <laughs> Thank you. Gather round, all boys and girls. I've got something to tell the world. It's Christmas time at Ivy Hall. I want to make sure you have a ball. The streets are filled with lights and cheer. How lucky am I to end up here? This could be you. Come join along and sing an Ivy Christmas.
That is so good. You guys are awesome. I've got a couple more things to take care of. Can you continue to run it for me? Uh-huh. I'll make sure we're all ready for annual Christmas Eve concert. Awesome. Yes, the Queen Bee Noel. It may seem like she has it all together, but she's not yet learned how to process grief in complicated relationships here on Earth. Their lives may look different on the outside, but their struggles on the inside are more alike than you think. And they both are in for a surprise. How is she? She's, she's okay. Don't lie to me. I want to know. Look, I'm no doctor or nurse. Your mom just asked me to help in between my class periods. Okay, here's the scoop. You see that short Frodo Bilbo Baggins looking girl? That's Taylor. She's like into sewing. Grabs. Yeah, whatever, Heather. Noelle doesn't like her because Taylor takes care of her mom, who is losing her voice and dying of some disease. So her mom only talks. Well, writes to Taylor. So that's why Noelle is jealous? I thought it was because Taylor's so pretty and she sings well. In one time, she gave me her chocolate milk. Hey, Heather. <laughs> Noelle, I can't believe she's trying to steal your mom. I'm not trying to steal her mom. My parents are just doctors, so I know how to help. You know what else you can know? You will never belong or fit in. And? <laughs> Your shoes look like they're from a thrift store that was discontinued in 2012. <laughs> Wait, thrifting's kind of cute. One time I found this pink telescope. Shut up, Heather. And now we're having to sing a duet together? I'll make sure it's not in your key. Yeah, you can't even sing an A flat. You should just stick to sewing. What's a flat A? I don't understand why you guys are being so angry. I, I'm just trying to help. Help yourself far away from us. Listen, I don't know what scheme you're trying to play, getting close to my mom or whatever, but this concert means a lot to her, and she has to be there. You better make sure of it. Toodles!
In the wake of her pregnancy scandal, Joseph had planned to divorce Mary quietly. Instead, an angel appeared to him in a dream and told him what really was going on. Mary had been convinced that no matter how incredible the gift of God was on her life, she was destined to be misunderstood by the very people who wanted the very gift she was carrying within her, Jesus. Mary and Joseph became a team determined to carry what God had assigned them to do with courage. Everything looked chaotic and tragic, but God was threading together his grandiose plan for humanity, one thread at a time. Is there more in 
Take a look at this dress and see what you can do with it. Of course, ma'am, I'd be happy to. It was mine, but I want Noelle to have- What are you doing with that? Did she give that to you? Oh, no, don't worry, she was just- Whatever, you can have it. Is she awake? She was just writing me some notes in my class, so I was just reading over them. Of course she's not awake when I'm here. You don't have to be so mean about it. Don't you think she's going through enough already? Don't tell me how to treat my mom. She made this school her everything throughout my entire childhood, and now she's gonna die in the halls of her first real child. Is this really how you wanna treat your mother, Noelle? You have no idea how much time she has left. How would you know? Your whole family is rich, happy doctors who's sending you to this big private school just so you can steal dresses from the families that run them. Enough! I didn't steal this dress. She gave it to me. But you wouldn't know that because you only come visit her when you get jealous. Ouch. Keep it up and maybe she'll put you in the will. Maybe you'll run this place one day. Better than I would. I'd burn it all down. What's that sound? Sora, I've been sent here to help you two. Help us what? How did you get here? How do you know about us? I'm here to help you with that whole song you just sang about not knowing your place, not feeling worthy. Uh, um, if that's the case, how come I can see you two? I know my worth. Well, Noel, <laughs> I specialize in helping people who are losing loved ones. I'm a goodbye angel. It'll make sense. Grab the thread. What is that? Are you an approved volunteer? This better make sense later, Abraham. Grab the thread. Welcome, ladies, to the halls of heaven. Uh, did you just abduct us? Are we gonna be on a Netflix special? No, of course not. As I said, heaven, good place, follow. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Did you say the halls of um, uh, uh, heaven? 
Yes. Like heaven, heaven. Yes. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> okay, wait, is this real? <laughs> this can't be real. <laughs> wow. Why did you choose us to come here? I'll explain. Oh, no. Are we dead? Please don't mess with us. Yeah, um, and you're sure you didn't abduct us? Yes. Are you? Uh, Basora, what are they doing here? They are here because the thread landed on them. It landed on them? Them? Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. The reason for the king's arrival. Now come here, girls. Quickly, quickly. You see, for centuries and centuries, the thread has gone between time and space to choose people to whom God could reveal themselves. And that's what we do here in the Thread Room. And clearly, there's something about the both of you that God wants to use for his glory. Amazing. Yeah, you probably got the wrong person. I don't think God is trying to use me to do anything. I don't know what she's talking about, but of course, the Thread landed on me. Try again. Oh. oh, gosh. Taylor, can I talk with you, sweetie? Honey, there is something in you. There's something about you that you're not quite aware of. No, no, you're wrong. God is not trying to use me in my small life to do anything. Oh, sweetheart, your view of God is too small. As a matter of fact, our God is so big that he can hide himself in small lives like yours. As a matter of fact, he's so good, he's so kind. It's his joy, his absolute pleasure to hide his personality in every little thing about you. Now, heaven has details about each of you, and you, and you, and especially you. Can I have the files for Taylor and Noel stat?
That is not the way the world works down here. Which is exactly why God sent his son Jesus. That's not fair. He didn't come from the mess that we came from. You're right. He came from a worse mess. Do you even know the thread? Jesus' backstory is filled with messy, mistaken, fallen, sinful people. That is the lineage of Jesus. The Christmas thread of how he came to earth is filled with people like Abraham, Sarah, Judah, Rahab, David, Bathsheba, Mary, Joseph. Come sit down. Abraham trusted God when everything in his life looked like it wouldn't amount to anything except his life. But God said it wouldn't be that way, that he would be the father of many nations. And look at Sarah. She thought she was too old to have a child, but God does miracles. I thought it was over, but little did I know. I thought it was hopeless. to think and I have tried to know what my life would be without a heaven that was rooting
Judah was the head of the tribe that Jesus would one day come from. He is yet another example of how God uses human error to thread together the story of his faithfulness towards those he loves. life had her in all the wrong places. But when God showed up, he turned the wrong place into the right place. She went from prostitute to protector of God's people because of God's presence. Have you ever wondered if you would be enough? Have you ever wondered if you've done too much to be Bathsheba sinned, and there was dire consequences for those sins, but then they repented, and God turned it all around. Nobody thought that I'd be the one to go and slay the giant. I've fallen down once, I've fallen down twice, but God had something more. I'm known as the man who was after his heart. Heaven knows I made mistakes, he'll did it for me, he'll do it for you. God had something more. Yeah. 
Humanity had found itself on the other side of God's goodness. But God had a plan. And he sent that plan to two unsuspecting people. Just like you, Noah. Just like you, Taylor. He sent the most important character in the thread. Jesus, his only son. God's plan. Thank you, Basora. You don't have to be perfect to be a part of God's plan. And that's good news because the truth is none of us are perfect. The Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every person that God used in the Bible had sinned. They had all made mistakes. They had all blown it in some way. They felt like they were unqualified, that God couldn't love them, God couldn't use them. And yet God did. God loved them even through their messy situations, like David and Bathsheba. God still redeemed them even on the other side of their sin. See, sin separates us from God. But when we turn to God, when we repent of our sin, he draws close to us, and He redeems us, and He renews us. But in the Old Testament, there was always a need for a new atonement for our sins. Back then, they had to bring an animal sacrifice when God led Abraham to this promised land, and Abraham gave it to Isaac, and Isaac gave it to Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. One of them was Judah, which came the lion of the tribe of Judah. But then there was Joseph. Joseph was betrayed by his brothers. There was a whole lot of family drama. Mixed in with that, there was adultery, there was murder, there was all kinds of problems that these people had. And then Joseph, he gets accused of a crime he didn't commit, thrown in a dungeon, forgotten by people. Then God redeems him, elevates him, uses him to save a nation. Then reunites him with the same brothers who betrayed him. God turned all the pain that Joseph walked through for good. This is just a part of the family. From Joseph there, the, the family grew. And then God had to send Moses to go and deliver those Israelites out of Egypt, out from under Pharaoh's hand. Moses was a murderer. Moses stuttered. Moses had problems. He said, God, you can't use me. But God did. Every single time humanity missed it, messed up, felt like they were unworthy, God never stopped loving people. And he still loves people today. He loves you. He loves you in the back. He loves your family. He loves your crazy uncle. And if you are that crazy uncle, he loves you, sir. He loves even the people that have hurt you. He loves your enemies. Because God's love is so big, it's so strong. It's not just for a few people. It's not just for us right here in this city. It's for the children in Jerusalem right now, the children on the Gaza Strip. It's for the families in North Korea and South Korea and China and Canada and Mexico, Brazil, Ecuador, and all the nations of Africa, all the nations of Eastern Europe and Asia. God loves all the little children of the world. And we are part of those little children. God loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his son. Why did he send his son? Why does Christmas exist? When you get through this group of family characters and Moses, he leads those Israelites out of Egypt, God gives Moses commandments. Moses gives those commandments to the Israelites, the children of God. 
He says, you got to follow these commandments in order to stay right with God. The problem was the law only told people what was right and wrong. It couldn't save anybody. And everybody kept breaking the law. Everybody kept sinning, whether it was sinning of jealousy, envious of other people's stuff, or it was adultery, or it was murder, or it was lying, not telling the truth, or it was stealing something from somebody. Everybody kept breaking the law. And God was hurt by that. But God still loved people. And he knew the law could not save anyone. And so God gave his son. Because the only way that people could be made right with God would be one final sacrifice. That these people who kept sinning, and by the way, the family kept growing. Joshua took over after Moses. God used a woman named Rahab, a prostitute, to help Joshua and the Israelites take Jericho. Then came a, a, a son from Rahab named Boaz. Boaz married a girl named Ruth, who was in her second marriage because her first husband died. From them came Jesse, and then came David. David and Bathsheba committed adultery and murder, and then came Solomon. And Solomon had way too many wives. He had a thousand women. I mean, like, this is just part of family, like Jesus' family. They were messy. They were dysfunctional. You go, that is a very crazy family. It is. I don't think any of you have had a thousand wives, but Solomon did. And God still moved through him. Now, I'm not saying God excused all these people's sins. What I am saying is God loved them through their sin. The only way to change a person's life is not hitting them over the head saying, you don't do that, you don't do that, you don't do that. The only way God could save humanity was to bring love, to bring his son, to move into our world. There's no other religion where the deity leaves their heavenly place and comes down to earth. Only Christianity tells this story. Buddhism doesn't do it. By the way, there's no other way to heaven except through Jesus Christ. There's no other way. You can't just be a good person and get in. We're living in a time where there is crazy theology. And there are people who say, even preachers who say, doesn't matter what you believe or how you live or what you do. We're all going to end up in heaven someday. The truth is, there's only one way. There's only one truth. There's only one life. His name is Jesus Christ. And one day we will all face eternity. We don't just gather in church to have a good time, sing some songs, watch a good production. We gather because Jesus is coming back again. And when he comes back, he's coming back for a bride, the church. We are that bride, a church that's surrendered. And the only way we become righteous is not by, it's not by how good we are or what good things we can do to try to prove our righteousness. It's by putting our faith in that son, Jesus Christ, who came as a baby, but he went to the cross and he died for our sins and the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can save my soul from hell and death and sin and the clutches of darkness? Only the blood of Jesus. You gotta remember when Mary and Joseph said yes to that angel, they weren't sure what would happen. They didn't have a Bible like we have. They didn't have a script like these actors do. All they knew was that God was inviting them into this thread, this story. And so they said yes. And there they were holding this baby, wondering what the future would look like. They didn't know that he would die one day for their sins. They didn't know that he would raise Lazarus from the dead, that he would heal a blind man's eyes or cast out demons from a boy tormented with depression. All they knew is that they were holding the Son of God. 
And they truly believed it. They truly believed that God had sent His one and only Son. Friends, God sent His Son for you. He sent His Son so that you and I could have life, so that we could have peace and hope and grace, so that we could be made right with God. In these final moments of this production, I pray that you would open your heart just like Noel, just like Taylor. Here they are, they're having this open vision with an angel explaining to them why the Christmas story matters, why these characters in the Bible matter, why we are so much more like each other than we realize. Sometimes we think, well, it's 2023, what do these Bible characters have to do with me? Everything, because the fear you have at times, the insecurity you feel, the jealousy you feel, the disappointment sometimes with your spouse or your kids or with God or your boss, all of those feelings, even the feelings of happiness, all of those feelings, these characters felt, and God brought his hope. God brought what they were needing, what they were missing. God was bringing the final piece to the thread through Jesus Christ. And you gotta wonder, like Mary, did you really know? what you were holding. All right, everyone, it's time. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. Heavenly host, star, are you ready? Okay, tonight's the night that we've been preparing for. Now, students, I want you to lift your voices and sing. The praises of the good news that the king is going to be born. The parents are seated, the programs are in hand, and cue curtain. Cue Wiseman and the shepherds, ready the heavenly hosts and the star in five, four, three, two, one. and welcome to the Ivy Hall Christmas concert. Um, it, we're going to need some of y'all's help here. Well, we're actually going to need all of y'all's help here in just a minute. I'd like you to get out your magic text machine. And they tell me that in here somewhere is a flashlight. I'm not exactly sure where. So if you'll bear with me for just a moment, let me get on the Google and I'll try to figure it out. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. You guys already knew. Well, awesome. Well, if you haven't got yours out yet, go ahead and lift it up, turn that flashlight on, and let's fill this room with light.
sons and daughters did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you deliver will soon deliver you mary did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man mary did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels try when you kiss your little baby you kiss the face of god mary did you know I see you brought our guests. That's right. They still had some questions, so I thought we could talk about them here, together. Noelle, your mother's prayers are very famous up here. You know my mom? Ladies, we need to return. Something's happened. Grab hold of the thread. Noelle, I'm so sorry. I'm sure you are. She'd die before you could work your way into her will. Noelle, don't say that. She was the only reason I could go to school here. What? I thought your only helping is because your parents are wealthy doctors. Noelle, my parents are dead. And before they died, they were never doctors. And they died penniless, and I ran away. Um, I contacted your mom, and she secretly scholarshiped me here. And now that she's gone, I don't know if I'll get to stay here. I... I didn't know. <laughs> I guess I was just scared that... that she loved you more than she loved me. Of course not. She just didn't want you to see her in this terrible condition. And she couldn't tell you why I was here because she knew kids could be cruel and mean. But Noelle... I know your mom loves you. What do you have to say about all this? What about all that stuff that they were talking about in the halls of heaven earlier? Sometimes it's not about what you say. It's about being there for the grief. 
no matter what it looks like. I get it. You're the angel of death. Now leave me alone. But God sent me here. I'll tell him that he can leave me alone too. darling Noel. I'm afraid it's become clear I won't be at the concert this year. I asked Taylor to tailor this dress to your size so you can know I'm with you when you sing it. I'm so sorry for this awful timing. Love, Mom.
Ladies, there's someone I want you to meet. Noel, Taylor, I'm very sorry for your loss. Who are you? My name is Mary, and that baby you held, he was once my baby. His birth changed my life, but his death can change yours. You held him at his birth, but I held him at his death. Death is never easy, but in the case of Jesus, it was the reason he came, to die for the sins of humanity and bring heaven to earth. You all keep talking. I need to get to my next assignment. followed the thread, and it led us back to Basora. He brought us to heaven, and I got to see my mom again. She got her voice back, by the way. I had no idea how I was going to do Christmas without her. But she told me to do what they do in heaven, sing to God. And I got to see my parents, too. It had been such a long time. And I know you may be wondering, no, we didn't die. But Basora taught us something that we would not only take back to Ivy Hall, but with us till the end of time. He taught us that the reason Jesus came to earth was to show us that death is not the end, and there is a place for all of us in the thread of eternity. And Basora got to see it for himself. Basora, you're not the angel of death. You're the angel of life.
Why do you search for the living among the dead? He isn't here. He has risen. The birth of Jesus is the beginning of the grand story of how he saved each of us. Death is not the end. Shout Jesus from the Come on, you can shout it louder than that. Jesus! Can we give this cast and crew a big hand for their hard work, making this such a powerful, all volunteers giving their time. And I'll tell you one thing, the reason they do it is because this name on the screen, on the wall, because their hearts have been touched by Jesus. I'm gonna ask us all to bow our heads, close our eyes across this room. And I want you to think about is Jesus truly Lord of your life? The greatest gift you could receive this Christmas, the greatest gift you could give your family is the gift of a saved soul. Letting Jesus redeem you, let him save you. Let his mercy come in. Maybe you're here right now and you just say, Paul, I'm not right with God. If I'm really honest, I've sinned and I, I need his forgiveness. I need to repent, I've drifted from God. If you're watching online, you can make that decision right now. With every head bowed, every eye closed, there is an eternity after this life. We don't know when we're gonna go. It could be tonight, could be tomorrow, could be next week, could be 20 years from now. But the most important thing is to be ready, to know that your name is written in the book of life, that you're gonna join that great cloud of witnesses. I'm gonna join that great cloud of witnesses, not because you've done everything right, but you've placed your faith in the one who has made you righteous in the sight of God. It is only by the blood of Jesus. There's no other way to the Father except through Him. Right now, there's a lot of crazy theology out there where people are saying, you can live however you want to live, do whatever you want to do, believe whatever you want to believe, we're all going to end up there. But I'll tell you, the only way to the Father, He's the way, the truth, and the life is through Jesus Christ. We have to put our faith in Him. You say, Paul, where do you get that idea? It's in Scripture. Jesus said it. He said it Himself. He's the one we've put our faith in. And he loves you so much. You haven't made too many mistakes. You haven't drifted too far for his compassion and his mercy to reach out right now. To save you. To redeem you. To be Lord of your life. If that's you across this room with heads bowed, eyes closed. This is between you and God. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. One, don't worry what anyone else is going to do. God is talking to you. Two, the Bible says if you acknowledge him here on earth before others, he will acknowledge you in heaven. Three, it's time to raise your hand to make that bold declaration to say, I am ready to be right with God. I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. Hands going up from the front to the back. You can raise your hand right now. If you're watching online, you're saying, I want to get right with God. I want him to be Lord of my life. 
Maybe you knew him at one time and you drifted and you're recommitting your heart to him. Maybe you've never let him be Lord of your life and today you're saying, I want to do that. Awesome. I want to pray for one more group and that is those here today, you say, I'm saved, I'm saved. But I am walking through grief right now. My heart has been hurting and I could relate to some of those characters in that story that are just trying to, I'm just trying to get through the holidays and just try to have peace in this season. Try to have joy in this season. I want to pray for those that need healing in your heart. Maybe you need just grace for the grief you're walking through. We've been praying the last few nights for families who've been walking through painful grief, the loss of a loved one. And each person I've prayed for afterwards has thanked our cast, our crew. They've said, you know, I just needed I just needed a touch from God before I go into this Christmas season. I needed the church to come in agreement. And one person I was praying for, they said, I felt like I carried a heavy burden walking into service. I've been carrying it all during Thanksgiving, the last couple months, but something lifted tonight in the service. Something lifted, that burden was lifted off. I wanna pray for those that are carrying that right now. If you're here, you need healing, you need God to touch your heart and your mind. Maybe you've been battling depression or just feelings of sadness, discouragement. If that's you, loneliness, would you raise your hand? I wanna pray for every person here today. You say, I'm saved, but I could just use prayer right now. We need prayer in our house, in our marriage, in our family. Maybe you need prayer for a miracle. Just raise your hand. If you need a breakthrough, a miracle. If you raised your hand for either of those decisions, would you come and join our cast and crew down at the altar? I know it's a bold step, but would you meet us down here? We want to stand with you, beside you. We're going to cheer on brave men, women. When one person takes a courageous step, multiple others take that step too. And listen, you're not the only one. There were many people that raised their hands today. We want to stand with you, pray with you. If you need help, our cast and crew would love to help any person here today. You came, maybe you want a Bible. Maybe you'd like uh, that offer earlier about Christmas presents for your kids. Maybe you aren't able to afford that this year. We want to help you any way we can. Again, if you'd like prayer, our team is ready to pray with you. And I'm going to invite all of us to say a prayer together as people are coming down to the altar, watching online. Let's say this together. Say, Jesus, thank you for coming down to earth from heaven and paying the price for my sins. You died on the cross. You rose from the grave. And I confess that I need you as my Savior, my Lord. I repent of my sins and I receive your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me, writing my name in that book of life. I will spend eternity with you because I'm a child of God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen.